Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy in what you say to us today. Amen. Our first reading today is Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Our second reading is from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 20. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God in the, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Hi everyone, my name is Joelle Bradle and I'm a junior at Round Rock High School. Would you please play with, pray with me? Dear God, please pour out your spirit on us today. Please let me glorify you and use your words, not mine. Amen. The topic we were asked to talk about today was divergent, which to me means straying from the path of the world in order to follow God's path. For those of you who know my family, we are definitely divergent from the American ideal of getting married, settling down, and having maybe one or two kids. I have 10 brothers and sisters. <laughs> so counting me, my parents have 11 children. Let me explain. My mom was a single parent to my brother Joshua until she married my dad, who then adopted Joshua. They then had me, then they fostered and adopted my sister, Ava, my sister Denisha, then my sister Ava was born, then we adopted my two little brothers, Javi and Malachi, from Ethiopia. My parents then got relicensed as foster parents, and we have fostered five kids since then, including Michael, who's with us now. I can't imagine my life without Denisha, Javi, and Kai. I never think about them differently than Josh or Ava because they're my siblings, not my adopted siblings. I hang out with them and argue with them, just like I do with Josh and Ava. Denisha and Ava have always been my best friends. We used to get in trouble for stealing my mom's camera because the memory was always full and every time she needed it, the battery would be dead. We would make videos of us singing and dancing together in the living room. When Javi and Kai came home, I would always fight with my mom because I wanted to take care of them. I, want, I would want to give them their bottles and give them a bath and put them to bed. Now my brothers and I talk and hang out almost as much as my sisters and I do. Just a few years ago, after the boys got home, uh, my parents got licensed as foster parents again, this time for kids with high medical needs. Our first placement was Issa. 
who got so excited every morning before school when his bus yellow came to pick him up. Then there was Sarah, who would always say, what's under there? And when we responded with, underwear, she would crack up laughing and say, you said underwear. <laughs> I heard this joke about 12 times a day. Next, there was Nana, and would always come and cuddle with me. She loved hugs and tickles. Then there was Sasha, who always wanted to be held and only wanted mom. Unless mom was gone, then she would only let me hold her. Now we have Michael, who loves Paw Patrol and Power Rangers. And every time I get home from anywhere, even if I was only gone for an hour or so, runs up to me, gives me a big hug, and says, I love you, sissy. I miss you so much. Doing foster care is hard, and it makes me sad because I know about some really horrible things that kids have to go through sometimes. I get a new sibling, and I bond with them, spend time with them, get to know them. Then after they have my whole heart, I have to say goodbye. But as hard and as sad as it is, it's 100% worth it. Because our family gets to love them and teach them about Jesus when they may never have gotten to hear about him before. There are lots of ways I've seen God being glorified throughout our family's journey. One way is through my mom and dad. They somehow give their whole hearts to every single kid who walks in our door. They love us and care for us and teach us about love and kindness through their words and their actions. My parents teach us to love Jesus and follow him no matter what. They take us to church pretty much every week, even when we don't want to. They teach us to love, to forgive, and not to judge. An example of them following God is, before my parents decided to get relicensed as foster parents, my mom had thought about fostering again, but knew my dad wouldn't be on board. Sure enough, when she decided to talk to him about it, he said, six kids is plenty. We do not need any more. <laughs> the very next day, we went to church, and one close friend, who's a member of this church, Said, told my parents that she had a dream the night before that my parents had started fostering again. My dad just looked up at the sky and said, all right, God, I get it. <laughs> when my parents told us that we would be fostering again, I was so happy to be a foster sister. Most people think about foster parents, but it takes a family. Fostering isn't something that my parents do and my siblings and I sit on the sidelines watching. It's our family mission that God called us to follow together, and we have been blessed tremendously through it. This church has helped support and grow me in my mission as a foster sister. When we were in the process of adopting Javi and Kai, one of my friends would run up to me before Sunday school every week and ask me how it was going, when they were going to come home, and when she would get to meet them. Also, I usually attend the life Sunday school class every Sunday. They always check up on my family and pray for us. When Javi and Kai came home, they threw us a baby shower. Before Sasha came to live with us, we had just moved. Our agency really wanted us to be her foster family, but we hadn't finished getting our house ready. The life came over to our old house and got it completely fixed up so we could focus getting the new house all ready for Sasha to come home. They power washed the entire outside of our house, painted our shed and all the walls inside and much more all in one weekend. Some of you might know Jordan and Allison Burke who used to help with the youth. 
They are an, another example of how this church has supported me. They knew our family, and my dad and Jordan ran the middle school boys' Bible study together. They would ask how our foster kids were doing by name every week. They even talked to me about what fostering was like and what it meant to me. Fostering and adoption has always been a part of my life, and I'm so grateful to God for calling our family to diverge from this world and blessing me with the love of all my brothers and sisters. In Romans 12:1, it says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So if God is calling you to be divergent and become a foster family, you can come talk to me. And I encourage everyone here today to consider being a foster family or find a way to support the many foster children in our community. Thank you. Next, I'd like to introduce Cole Gardner. Good morning, everyone. Hope you all are all having a great morning. Um, well, my name is Cole Gardner. I'm a graduating senior at Westwood High School. And a lot of the activities I'm involved in range from like FBLA, couple clubs at school, band, uh, whatever it may be. And uh, outside of school, I'm involved in scouting. I have a job at Whataburger right here on Lake Creek Parkway in 620. Woo! Ton of fun right there, <laughs> all around. Um, many of you probably have seen my uh, Eagle Project here at Bethany. It's the uh, path and the tree, all that stuff outside. Uh, everybody here who helped out with that through like either donations, whatever it may be, I just wanted to uh, maybe give a quick uh, thank you to everybody here as well. Um, so essentially one experience I had that I thought related to the theme Divergent was a time where my mother and I were driving up to Lubbock for a college visit. And essentially, that night, we had been doing a lot of stuff on that drive up there. We had been visiting one of her really close friends, to visiting another college, to just eating lunch, having a good time. Um, and we ended up not actually getting to the hotel room until very late, and the next morning was just as early as that night was late. We got up really early, went to go tour that college. A lot of walking, a lot of talking, a lot of meeting new people. And that'll kind of drain you. <laughs> and I know I was pretty drained by the end of that. So my mom was like, all right, I'll take the first trip home on driving. And so, you know, we're about an hour into the trip. And she, uh, <laughs> let's just say the wind over in Lubbock combined with how tired we were was kind of a mix for a disaster. And she kind of drowses off for just a second, just a second. That's all it takes. And we started kind of going off the road a little bit. But I will say, it doesn't matter, because we were going really fast right then. But she managed to completely halt the car, uninjured, unflipped, unhit, un-everything, completely fine. That was the scaredest I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> completely terrified. But mad respect to my mom, who completely <laughs> stopped that car, avoiding the sign, avoiding the other car, just everything it took. Completely safe. Um, safe to say I drove the rest of the way home. <laughs> and I don't know, I feel like that just kind of parallels what you would kind of find in your journey to faith. Now, being divergent isn't something you have to have any special qualifications for. Everybody's divergent in their own way. 
That's something everybody needs to figure out for themselves. Being in a group setting definitely helps bond you like with your relationship with God, helping that bond grow and nourish. But there's a point where everybody needs to kind of step it up and kind of do it themselves, find their own way of connecting with God, find their own passion, their own love. That's not easy. I can tell you right now, I'm going to college next year, and that's going to be something I have to work on. My entire life, I've had the support of pretty much everyone I know, really. Everybody's kind of helped me through, helped my relationship with God, but kind of, now that I will be going to college, I'm not going to have that support. I'll be doing that myself. I will try and find a group, but until then, it's up to me. Man, I will, I'm not going to have an easy time at that, but I know everybody, all my friends, everybody who's all, all going to college, they're all going to be facing the exact same thing as me. People face things like this all the time, different ways, their own personal divergency. Now, like I said, my friends are all kind of going their own separate ways, and they each are all kind of going different paths, such as Wesley Stetson, going to join the Navy. That'll be his own little divergent way. And the thing is, everybody can learn. Everybody can grow. That's all I have to say. Now I'd like to invite Oxidation himself, Charles Riley Rust, up to the stand. Good morning, everyone. How are you all feeling today? Good to hear. Uh, my name is Riley Rust, and I am a graduating senior from McNeil High School. I am also very proud to tell all of you that I have committed to the University of San Antonio in the fall. Go Roadrunners! <laughs> Along with playing bass guitar for our youth jam band at Bethany and participating in youth group, I enjoy acting in various theater shows at McNeil. Some shows that I've been in include The Crucible, A Christmas Carol, and I have a new exciting show called Safe that I'll be performing in on May 2nd. I'm a participant in the Boy Scouts of America, a member of the McNeil National Honor Society, and in my spare time, I enjoy making my own music. If you didn't hear Cole um, talking, uh, giving my, yeah. Uh, <laughs> being given the opportunity to speak to all of you today at youth-led worship and being a part of the youth ministry at Bethany in general, has been one of the most special gifts in my life. The moments and memories that I've made with all my fellow youth have been something I wouldn't trade for the world. When I reflect upon what the word divergent means to me, the first thing that comes to mind is music. You know, it's funny how people's different music tastes can clash with one another. For example, in my family, I'm a huge fan of rap music. One word is referenced and I'm already uttering the whole chorus. However, my parents don't seem to agree. What a shocker. Uh, every time I'm in the car with either of them, it's either classic rock or straight country. <laughs> and although I love singing about small town boys and cowboys, yeehaw, uh, that's just not my style of music. I, have a, I also have a friend here that goes to this church and shall remain nameless, but my youth friends here know who I'm talking about. 
because this friend of mine loves a genre of music called K-pop. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this rising genre, but it's, in her words, a bop for certain people. Tragically, I'm not one of those people. But that's okay, because these special types of different, these types of special differences in music taste God gives us can parallel in our own faith as well. Much like music taste, not every person has the same interpretation when it comes to the, me the message that God gives us in his word. I remember countless times when I've had heated debates with friends over Bible scripture that almost had us at each other's throats by the end. I think we can all agree that not every Christian believes and interprets the Bible the exact same way. But the beauty of exercising divergence is that even if we don't follow and travel the exact same path of spirituality, hearing other people's interpretations can give us perspective about how God reaches other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 states that we are just as a body, though one having many parts, all of its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So I just challenge all of you today to embrace that divergence found within your faith community and work as one body collectively with one another. Because God made each of us unique and in his image. And through our faith communities, we can embrace our divergence and our path of faith and all share in the love and grace of God. Thank you. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity, as well as my other friends here, to be able to give your message about divergence. And I pray that everybody here today can feel that message in their hearts and go out and live the way that you want us to live. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.